Today's episode of Dog Nation Daily is brought to you by Pella Window and Door of Georgia, viewed to be the best. Presented by DogNation.com, this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans. Here's your host, Brandon Adams. I don't think that I'm breaking new ground if I say that at times Georgia seemingly runs a fairly secretive football program. Kirby Smart sometimes likes to keep his cards close to the vest. Sometimes he doesn't say what he might be thinking. Sometimes he says something and you think he might actually be thinking something different than the just the bold print text of his words would lead you to believe. And you're kind of always kind of left with that kind of guessing game. And to a certain extent, I think that that's certainly Smart's prerogative to kind of you know keep things in-house as much as he wants to. It's why I'm always kind of amazed at when something kind of takes place out in the open, very easy to understand, very easy to process and track with. And I think that's been kind of the scenario with Georgia when it comes to its defensive secondary situation as we move through the spring. Coming up in just a moment, we'll get into the big news of Georgia adding what I think is a very big-time player here. Uh, but as we kind of get to that, let me set it up this way. When Smart was asked in kind of you know, uh, very clear terms on Saturday after the first scrimmage of spring, something that he saw, the reporters on hand who were questioning him had not had a chance to see, you know, kind of how he evaluates the play of his secondary thus far this spring in a short, terse quote. Smart didn't really, you know, pull punches or hold back on exactly how he sees that group right now with so much to replace. This is what Smart said on Saturday. I would assess that we have to get better. We are not where we need to be. We are not where we need to be in terms of defensive backplay. So that's another example, as I said before, of this, you know, out in the open, very clear. You can't really interpret that a different way. And I think for most of us who follow this team pretty closely as fans or, you know, people who kind of do this thing for a living, it, it all makes sense, right? I mean, Georgia had, you know, Richard LeCount safety who had played so much for so many years for Georgia. Guys like Tyson Campbell and Eric Stokes, guys who are going to be really high draft picks coming up in this year's draft. Obviously, when you have all of that, and not to say to say nothing of, you know, guys like DJ Daniel and Mark Webb and all the other guys who kind of filled out those positions for Georgia as of late, you take those guys off a roster and the guys behind them, you know, no spring practice a year ago, you didn't have the, you know, kind of FCS group of five opponents a year ago which a lot of times gives you a chance for extra experience for your next generation players you didn't have a lot of that kind of stuff we knew it was just obvious you don't have to be an insider to the program to know that Georgia was going to have issues with its defensive secondary in terms of who all needs to be replaced you knew that starting in the spring one of the big storylines was the work that was going to be done to get better in that regard and as we've said on the show before that really there's two different ways to do that work you can do the work with the guys you have on the roster, coach them up, train them up, prepare them, get ready to go, and to to allow those guys to be the, the players that you trust to get it done this season. Obviously, pass defense is as important, more important than it's ever been in college football before. So, so therefore, if you, you know, if you trust the guys you have, then get them ready and, and go to bat with them. But the other way in which you can get better, in addition to developing the players you have, you can reach outside the program and go bring somebody else in. And we said on the show that if that's what Georgia wanted to do, we'd kind of obviously support that. It's never a bad thing to add another good player. But if Georgia felt like it was good with what it had, then more power to them on that front there as well. Based on the evaluation that you just heard from Kirby Smart, it sounds like he thinks he needs some veteran help. And everybody would obviously understand why that is. And lo and behold, here's what Georgia goes out and does. Most of you are aware of this by now. 
Tyke Smith, uh, the former, we'll call him All-American defensive back from West Virginia, a guy who was kind of touted that way by the Football Writers Association of America, by Associated Press, by Pro Football Focus. Uh, Tyke Smith putting it on Twitter yesterday on Easter. That's the same mission, uh, you know, just new location for him as he's ready to go out there and play at the University of Georgia. And I don't have to tell most of you this. You already know this. This is a very big get for Georgia. Go back and read a lot of things that have been said about Smith going back to his last year with the Mountaineers. West Virginia played better defense last year in the Big 12 than that conference has seen in quite some time. And the work that Jamal Adai as defensive backs coach and guys like Smith there as a defensive back, the work that they did on all of that is certainly commendable. You know, uh, Smith's been praised as one of the best kind of slot defenders in coverage in the country a year ago. Pro Football Focus has said that. We've all written and talked about that a million different times here around Dog Nation. So there is no doubt that that Tyke Smith is a big-time player. And there is no doubt that Smith helps Georgia in an area in which it desperately needs some help, which is increasing its cover skills and adding more experience to the secondary. That's exactly what Tyke Smith is going to be able to provide. This is very good news for Georgia, big news that Tyke Smith was added. And as a way of kind of punctuating exactly why, let me let you hear another moment from Kirby Smart from the press conference on Saturday. This is obviously pre the announcement that Tyke Smith is joining you. UGA, but when Smart went into a little bit more detail at a different point in the press conference about exactly what he'd seen from his secondary thus far, you get the sense why reaching outside the program to someone with all-American credentials like like Tyke Smith was the move that Georgia wanted to make, this Kirby Smart again. We get to see those young secondary guys every day, so I feel like uh, today was no different. We got to challenge them in terms of uh, the coverage situations we put them in. Uh, a lot of them, it was their first real live action, you know, with LC out there playing some corner and Nylon and Keeley. I mean, just a lot of young guys that haven't played a lot of um, college football. They play a lot of football, and they're good football players. But uh, we're a long way from being ready in terms of uh, what we need to do in the secondary because we just got a lot of inexperienced players. We, we cannot have enough of those situations, scrimmage, passing, all the different looks we get because we need the experience. Yeah, so listen, obviously by adding Tyke Smith, you're not saying the players already in the Georgia roster are, are less important. As Kirby Smart says, we're still going to be working them up, developing them, getting them ready to play too because they got to play alongside Tyke Smith. But obviously Smith adds you know, to the, the mix here for Georgia because he has the experience and because obviously he's got the uh, kind of, you know, the, the cover credentials there. I mean, frankly, you watch a lot of these guys who are getting ready to move on the NFL, receivers, things like that, you know. You, you watch a lot of the highlights you see this time of year or just think about the overall offensive explosion that takes place in college football. I mean, so much of that takes place because of kind of what's done over the middle, the way that slot receivers are now so prolific in college football. And a lot of times the draft experts, things like that, I'll tell you, because sometimes they're taking advantage of soft coverage. The guy who's kind of tasked with defending that slot wide receiver, that sort of nickelback star, whatever you want to call it, spear, I guess it was called, in the West Virginia defensive scheme that Tyke Smith was a part before, as one of those guys who does some of that coverage over the middle, that's not always a solid cover guy for every you know program around the country. But by adding Smith to uh, to the mix here at Georgia, obviously you know Georgia, who has been strong in this regard before, you think you have a chance now, kind of remain strong if not take a big step forward by adding someone who played as well as Smith did a year ago. The other thing is, to me, it's almost the exact opposite of what happened 
when George Pickens got injured for the wide receiver situation. You know, th- this is almost like the exact opposite, 180 degrees difference near the other direction. When Pickens, who has experience and who has you know, talent, was taken off, at least for now, with the ACL injury, when he was subtracted from that wide receiver room, all of a sudden everybody had to kind of move up one chair over. All of a sudden now you're asking a less experienced player to kind of fill a void that Pickens would have filled or maybe someone who's not quite as you know experienced as what Pickens brings to the table or maybe not quite the same talent profile overall to kind of step up and do a little more this upcoming year. Everybody kind of moves over one spot. And all of a sudden now you're asking just a little bit more from everyone on the roster there in that situation. Well, by adding Tyke Smith into the defensive back room, all of a sudden now you're doing the other thing, right? You're telling everybody, now I can take a little pressure off of you. Guy who hasn't played very much, all of a sudden you've got a guy next to you who has played a lot. That gives you a chance to have some growing pains, to, to gain some experience just slightly outside the spotlight. Guy who's trying to learn how to do this at the SEC level, hey, lean on this guy who's done it at major college level before. The job for every Georgia defensive back gets just a little bit easier. So by bringing in Tyke Smith, you're not saying the other players don't matter. You're saying the job of making sure you matter as much as you need to by the season is done is just a little bit easier and it's all been going on right there uh, for us to see and observe we knew that the Georgia secondary was going to be a challenge replacing all the talent that need to be replaced there the work is ongoing during Georgia practice to get those guys ready to play but now they know they'll also get some help in the way of Tyke Smith this is a very good day for UGA my name is Brandon Adams, and this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans. Hello to you, and thanks for being with us. No matter how you get to us today, live on video, 10 a.m., Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, we're on the radio at noon, and at the Sports Radio 960 The Ref, and we're available as a podcast wherever you find them, including the world-famous dognation.com. Just really happy to have you with us. By the way, big thanks to our friends at Engineered Solutions of George, excuse me, uh, my friends at Pella Window and Door of George for making all this possible. Uh, great stuff they do when it comes to uh, all the uh, terrific... Uh, uh, stuff when it comes to you know in more energy efficient windows and doors that's all really really important Pella takes great care of you on that they are a national company with a local branch right here in Georgia it means you get the best of both worlds you get the 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 resources that come from a nationally known company but the the service that comes from a family-owned branch right here in Georgia you just get all of that and with the air conditioning is about to be working overdrive as we head towards the spring keeping that energy inside your house a really good thing looking good on the outside that's a great thing there too also, don't forget this. Right now, Pella's offering 10% off an entire project or 0% APR for 24 months. Great deals on both those fronts. Really easy to get in touch with my friends at Pella Window and Door of Georgia there as well. You can do one of two things. Go to the website, PellaofGA.com slash DogNation. That's PellaofGA.com slash DogNation. Or you can reach out and talk to the Pella team on the phone, 678-638-1496. 678-638-1496. Just make sure you tell them the Dog Nation sent you. BA from Dog Nation Daily said that they would take really good care of you because I know they will. Check out Palo Window and Door of Georgia today. All right, we're going to get John Stinchcomb here coming up in just a couple of moments. We'll talk more with him about the addition of Tyke Smith here. Big time get for Georgia All-American defensive back. Locking down, helping to anyway. One of the real question marks about Georgia before it begins the upcoming season. Uh, Kirby Smart, this program, Jamal Adai, the new defensive backs coach, strike in a big way to add a big piece of talent. We'll talk to John Stinchcomb more about that. But as we go around the doghouse right now, 
I want to address something else related to uh, the Georgia situation. Our buddy Terrence Edwards, the uh, terrific Georgia wide receiver, got a chance to be at practice on Thursday. Many of you have been kind of tagging him on Twitter, reaching out to me. Uh, Terrence had shown some pictures of he and his brother Robert going through the Georgia, uh, watching the Georgia practice. And a lot of folks were saying, hey, Terrence, what did you see when you were there? Tell us what went down. And you know, folks would reach out to me saying, B.A., when Terrence is back on the show again, and of course Terrence will be with us this Thursday as he has been now for a while, hey, make sure you ask him what he saw at Georgia practice. Well, Terrence kind of sensing some of this conversation was out there the great former georgia wide receiver putting it out on twitter and i think we'll show this to you here he says i had a lot of people reach out to me and ask after me after i went to the georgia practice on thursday trying to get information well here's a tidbit for you terrence edward says on twitter adon a mitchell is going to shock a lot of people wide receiver signee for the class of 2021 terrence edwards liking what mitchell brings to the table and it really brings to mind for me what terrence tweets there something that he said to our uh, recruiter recruiting insider Jeff Centel in a series of videos they did not too long ago kind of profiling these Georgia signees Terrence back in this video explaining a little bit why of maybe it is that he liked so much what he saw from Mitchell when he had a chance to observe practice last week a uh, really good eyewitness account from Terrence Edwards right there a little more detail about what he said to Donnie Mitchell in the past about maybe what Georgia is getting in a receiver right now that so far this spring is really earning a lot of buzz this Terrence Edwards and Adonai Mitchell one thing that I noticed about Adonai is he's very twitchy to be 6'3", 190 pounds. He runs routes. I mean, when you talk about being able to drop your weight and for a big receiver, he able to drop his weight and get in and out of breaks. And after evaluating his film, he, to me, looks just like Jordan Jefferson of LSU coming out of high school. And we all know Jordan Jefferson wasn't a highly recruited prospect coming out of high school. He's maybe a two or three star. Now you, you see what he's doing now in the NFL. And if you go back and watch him, he high points the ball very well. He has good, strong hands. He's a long range receiver and he is a good, good route runner to be 6'3", 190 pounds. I mean, I think it's really interesting, the comparison to Jefferson from LSU, and it is true, you know, LSU made a star out of him in a way in which that his recruiting profile maybe wouldn't have suggested as a possibility. And obviously, you know, Jeff Sintel talked about Adonai Mitchell when he joined us Friday on Dog Nation Daily, and this buzz has been out there. Terrence Edwards kind of giving a little bit of an explanation as to perhaps why. Really interesting. Of course, that's kind of the good news on the side of things when it comes to Georgia wide receiver situation. The bad news, maybe another bullet dodge in terms of another wide wide receiver injury that turns out not to be maybe as serious as it could have been obviously there was a lot of hand rigging from georgia fans on saturday related to something that may have happened with arian smith during practice a wrist situation on the heels of what had a lot of georgia fans worried a week ago related to jermaine burton and uh, a little bit of a minor knee thing that he was kind of dealing with kirby smart was not in a good mood to talk about any of this after the practice on saturday thinking that way too much has been made of the recent spat of wide receiver injuries there at georgia Georgia, uh, Kirby Smart kind of uh, not pulling any punches about his dissatisfaction about this conversation uh, from the scrimmage on Saturday. You guys got to do your job, but y'all certainly overreact to a lot of things. I was really disappointed at the way everything was handled. Uh, Jermaine Burton is fine. He has no structural damage. He was out there today doing exercises, doing conditioning, doing different things. Jermaine Burton's going to be fine. For anybody to report the length of time he's going to be out, that's really unfair because if our doctor and our team doctors don't know that, I don't know how anybody else would because they would have seen the MRI they would have seen the x-rays and there's nobody else that has seen that so it's unfair to put misinformation out there for sure then with Arian today he sprained his wrist and he should be fine I don't know if he'll be back Monday I don't know that we're still doing the x-rays but I know he sprained his wrist so 
let's 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 don't have a lot of overreaction if you don't mind. And hey, you ask me, I tell you, Jermaine hyperextended his knee. He's day to day. That's what it is. It's not anything past that. But I don't think that we should sensationalize the other things because it's it's all part of football. So in that situation, Kirby Smart, very, very clear about how he feels about the Smith situation from Saturday, Jermaine Burton from a week ago, I think Georgia fans who really the ones that you know had the questions related to Burton, Smith, and everything else, I think they're just happy to know that, that maybe these injuries on the heels of what happened to George Pickens a couple weeks ago, not as serious as they otherwise could have been. And obviously when you add to that, you know, buzz for guys like Justin Robinson and, and Adonai Mitchell, who you just heard Terrence Edwards talking about, all of a sudden, you start to feel maybe a little bit better about a Georgia wide receiver room that seemed at one point in time, you know, down after the George Pickens injury. Maybe the outlook's still pretty good for this group as we head towards the rest of spring with G-Day looming on April 17th. This is Around the Doghouse here on Dog Nation Daily. By the way, before I say hello to uh, John Sinchcomb today, let me tell you about my friends at Event Buzz Media. You know, here around Dog Nation, one of the things that we've learned is there's really no better way to tell the story for a, for a business than what you're able to put out on video. And so many of the folks who are watching us each and every day, small business owners themselves and they want to get their marketing message out and video is the way that you can get that done and if you want to take your video stuff for your own company to the next level event buzz media great way to do that they can boost your social media presence they can help you with corporate events training videos stuff for youtube uh, even short film feature film type production uh, whether it be you know music sports and anything else to go along with that of course uh event buzz media owned and operated in georgia by an avid dog nation reader dog nation daily uh listener and viewer multi-time golden shoe winner uh our buddy ben green here these are good dog people doing good stuff for the small businesses right here in georgia helping you tell your story on video no more important marketing message than that right now he'll talk some dogs with you but more importantly he'll talk about your business and how video can help take it to the next level so please check them out online it's eventbuzzmedia.com that's eventbuzzmedia.com or give them a call 423-667-0555 that's 423-667-0555 check out event buzz media today all right it was a busy weekend around the sec we'll cover that before we're done i was also a part of a tremendous event over the course of the weekend there as well honoring a uh, a former uga great i'll tell you about that before the show is done today there as well so that's all on the way but for now for everything going on around uga let's get ready to say hello to john stinchcomb here on dog nation daily presented by pella window and door of georgia From Athens and across the SEC or wherever the recruiting trail may lead, here's a DogNation.com insider. Well, Slato John Stinchcomb here today. Great to have him. Dog Nation Daily presented by Pella Window and Door of Georgia. And, John, you know, before you joined us, we're talking about the big news today. It's one of those things that seems obvious in Georgia's move to go out and, and, and correct this issue or address this issue seems very direct, very bold. Georgia needs experience in the secondary. They need guys who have those cover credentials. And to be able to bring in a guy like Tyke Smith, to be able to add in a guy who from West Virginia kind of had – you know what I'll call you know all American credentials, Football Writers Association, uh, you know uh, the Associated Press. He was a semifinalist for the Thorpe Award. To me, this is a big time get for Georgia at a true position of need. A lot to celebrate for dog fans, I would say today. Well, I had an amazing oh, what a difference a week makes because last week we're worried because uh, the Pickens injury and the potential for the Burton injury and. Now you get the, the great news that an All-American cornerback for a position of need is uh, 
going to be a part of this team. And, man, what a big addition that is. Uh, admittedly, I am not a fan of the transfer portal, but we certainly have been a great beneficiary of it this week. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. Um, it, it's going to be a part of, if it's not already, it already is, it, it's a part of the college football landscape. And uh, Coach Smart said in the past that they're going to be pretty particular and and uh, how they use it and in ways that they go about adding players to the transfer portal. And this is a big-time get. I'm, I think uh, there's very good reason that Georgia fans are excited about Tyke Smith being added to this room. One of the things I've talked about is, and listen, I don't try to pretend to be a scout. I don't try to be more than I am when it comes to stuff like this. But as I said before, I hear draft scouts say this this time of year, that when you're trying to evaluate slot receivers, things like that, sometimes you have to be careful in your evaluation because what kind of cover guy was he doing this stuff against, you know, in certain levels of college football where maybe that nickelback, you know, a star type position, which what uh, George expects Tyke Smith to potentially play, you know, that's not always a strong cover guy for every program in the country. But when you add someone like Smith, who did big things for West Virginia a year ago, from a Kevin X's and O standpoint, how important is it to make sure that you do kind of you know have a lockdown guy in that fifth defensive back role and all the other things that Georgia asked that star guy to do, also to think about run coverage, things like that. How important is it to have a, a veteran player who's played at a high level, who who can truly cover, just given some of the high-powered offenses Georgia has to face, being strong in that fifth defensive back role or potentially safety there as well, but but you know in a lot, in a lot of cases as that kind of fifth defensive back how important is it to have a strong guy there in that spot? Well, three three wide receiver sets has become the norm. I mean, that is your base offense for most of the teams you face, if not more. Uh, so to have three good cover skills players on the field at any given time is is almost mandatory. I have, you know they're, they're flirting with the idea and getting reps for Adam Anderson, a, a guy who. Uh, brings a unique skill set of athleticism and length and, and pass rush ability um, and trying to see uh, if they can utilize that athleticism in space just as much as getting after the quarterback in that star role. Uh, but to, to be able to have the flexibility and, and really address a need to have a third really good cover corner on the field, I think it's huge. I think this is a a big-time add just because of, of the way offenses are deployed now. And for his, for his pedigree coming in, he's got the game-time experience. And not just game-time experience, uh, he was productive in that role. All-American honors and a couple turnovers, which is something that any defense should be excited about because he's got ball skills. So a uh, really big pickup, and I think it – unload some of the burden i know as georgia fans the expectations are always high uh and rightfully so i think this year uh but it, it was certainly a position of concern and i think guys like keely ringo and, and jalen kimber should be really excited because you know the pressure was already mounting whether they felt it or not the expectations are through the roof uh from the fan base for two if not more inexperienced players stepping in um with unrealistic probably at times expectations of of their performance from day one so to have a guy come in to to learn from a and b 
kind of share that burden, I think it's huge. I think it's a really big pickup for Georgia. And don't you think it makes the job of you know young defensive backs, the Jalen Kimbers, the Keely Ringos, the guys that Georgia's looking to work into the fold, even a guy like Chris Smith as a safety, you know, kind of taking the next step with his development. You know, some of these guys who are just you know getting their sea legs under them a bit, having a guy like Smith on the field with them take some of the spotlight off of them you'd presume some of the pressure off of them it just gives you a chance to grow into a role without every single thing you're doing being hyper analyzed by people like me and georgia fans we all have a tendency to kind of you know look very closely at this kind of stuff doesn't smith just i mean obviously he's taking some playing time from someone so maybe from that standpoint you know maybe they're not all thrilled about it but you know you know guys are still going to play georgia still rotates defensive backs pretty heavily but all of a sudden now you know guys are on the field with maybe just a little bit less pressure I would think even the other defensive backs themselves have to be a little bit happy about this Uh, they should be and and mainly the cornerbacks I mean I I think we've got enough experience game experience between Scene and Smith um, that they at least feel comfortable being on the field now with those calls and the transitions I mean Georgia at times has run a, a relatively complicated defensive system where there's a lot of communication that happens in the back end. Um, you have to be on the same page, and I think there's times where we've seen when that's not executed well where there's certain breakdowns and errors that, that just create opportunities for an offense. So uh, it, it's something where you got to be able to, to be on the same page, and what better way to do that than with a veteran who's been in the fire you know, maybe not in the Georgia system, but certainly has familiarity with Coach Adai as the defensive backs coach. And um, that kind of familiarity of, one, playing the game at a high level, and two, with your position coach, I think it is a wealth of knowledge that the younger guys, it frees them, it liberates them. When they get on the field and they're playing beside one another, um, the less time you spend thinking and the more time you spend playing, uh, usually that's a good formula for success for a guy. If, if Before the snap is even made, if you're busy trying to figure out what exactly you're supposed to be doing, you're probably not in a great position to execute that well. So I think it's a, a big addition to offload some of that stress for these younger players mentally um, and give them opportunities to go out there and, and excel. So it's a big complimentary piece that – um, whether or not they're excited or more concerned about their playing time, in the long run, I think this is a, a, a big addition for their careers and and how they uh, assimilate onto the playing field. We heard Kirby Smart talk about something again on Saturday. We've heard him say before that when it comes to evaluating how a scrimmage may have gone, sometimes he says hard to tell. You know, It's either good news or bad news, depending on your perspective, when the offense gets the best of the defense or when the defense gets the best of the offense. As a former player who's kind of been through these things yourself, I mean, is it tough to tell who won a scrimmage? Or is this one of those things where, no, it's fairly obvious to know what the takeaways are and you know, behind the scenes the conversation may be quite different than what's being had publicly about stuff like this yeah i mean it's always the broad brush strokes that that you can pretty clearly see right after a scrimmage but you know any good coach or player worth their salt they want to get in and see the actual film you know there's times where it looks really good on one side and then you say man there was just a couple breakdowns but we're close on the other and um you know, that knee-jerk reaction of, golly, we've just got so much to clean up. 
isn't always the case. And sometimes players just go out there and make plays, and it kind of covers up for all the errors that are occurring uh, uh, outside of the play that we saw. So uh, he, you know, he, he's right in that you want to get that full assessment and have time to break down the film, but. Um, usually you got a good sense right after the scrimmage as to you know, who got the best of whom. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all part of the process. And, and the point of these scrimmages is to you know, create that environment where the energy is ramped up and, and you want to get as close to that game time, uh, feel and, uh, fervor that you experience on a Saturday so that you can, test guys and see where they're at and get that evaluation as to, you know, there's a lot of players that look pretty good in seven-on-seven and when you're running around in T-shirt and shorts. uh, But when you get there and and you start to ratchet up the heat a little bit, that's when you can really evaluate where a player's at and what he needs to work on. One of the things I thought was kind of interesting, Smart was talking about some of the guys getting a chance to, to play, and he said they were a little bit nervous. And obviously sometimes as fans we treat you know, the idea of a scrimmage feels more official, you know, taking place on a Saturday, which is the day you typically play. And, you know, to I think to some of us, we treat it different at, than, than, a, than a normal practice maybe. But it sounds like, according to Smart's on description, maybe some players treat it a little bit differently there as well. I mean, you know, it's not G-Day. They're you know, not fans in the stands, you know, things like that. But, you know, just as someone who's maybe been through these kinds of things before, you know, what is it that makes it – you know, more different than kind of a normal practice to the idea that if you are a young player and you haven't been through this kind of stuff a lot, you would be just a little bit more nervous. Where do you think that kind of comes from? Well, it's intentional. I think the coaches try to create an environment that uh, as closely resembles a game day as you possibly can. And, you know, uh, the, the monotony of a normal practice sometimes lulls you to sleep as a player that, you know, maybe this isn't quite as important, but uh, when you when you label something, oh, we got a scrimmage day, and we're going to put it uh, uh, on a Saturday, and maybe we move it to Sanford Stadium, all these little things that seem minuscule in comparison. Golly, we've been practicing football for for two weeks now, and <laughs> banging on each other, and each one of these reps is important, and you know, I seem to be going up against the same guy every time, but now we're yeah, you know, we've called it something different. We've put the plays in a, in a different order and moved the location, and it feels different. And you know, it's intentional because the practice sometimes lulls you to, into a groove that maybe you're not competing at that same level and your focus isn't quite as acute as, as they want and creating these opportunities that, you know, this time of year they call it a scrimmage and, um, it, it ratchets up the uh, the intensity a little bit, and I think it's a good thing. You, you you want the players to kind of feel those younger guys, especially to feel those butterflies now, so that when the Saturday rolls around, where it's against a, a different opponent, um, it's less foreign to them. Yeah, and they've already ex- felt that energy and 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 that buzz of man, this is this is important stuff. Let me uh, finish with this. You know, speaking of important stuff, I certainly thought it was important on Friday on the Dog Nation video channels to see more of your evaluations of players in this roster for our Dog Nation freeze frame series. And 
really a great look at Georgia safety Lewis Seen. Now, we talked a lot about secondary at the beginning of our conversation here, John, but the one guy who has a good bit of what Georgia doesn't have enough of right now, experience and, you know, high-level play, you know, Seen is certainly an example of that. You know, maybe not as much of a, you know, like a like a coverage-type guy as maybe what Georgia needs other places, but certainly as an enforcer, as a safety, Georgia would seem to be in good hands with Seen and kind of keeping a tradition of leadership at that safety position that includes LeCount and J.R. Reed before him. And it's been an important spot there for Georgia. For the folks who haven't seen the full episode yet of Dog Nation Freeze Frame looking at Lewis Seen, give us a little bit of a thumbnail sketch of what you think Georgia has in this very impressive safety here for 2021. Uh, he's, a, he's a crowd pleaser to me. He's a guy that plays super physical and is athletic. He's, he's that long, rangy athlete that doesn't mind getting his nose dirty, gets in the box well, he closes well, um, and then has the, the athleticism and skills to, to execute on the back end when he's asked to play that deep safety role. So just a guy with uh, development across the board, what we've seen over these past two years that, you know, it's, uh, whether it's because of names like Richard LeCount, um and then he's been a younger player. Now he's become this veteran in that back end and someone that I think is going to become that household name in this secondary because of the way he plays. I mean, it's fun to watch. Breaking down that film, watching, preparing for that segment on Friday, he's a guy that doesn't mind coming up and hitting you. And, uh, you know, we, we highlighted a, a couple different ways he's done that, whether it's uh, covering the receivers that are coming across the middle or – the way he comes up and closes in the run game, he's one of those enforcers that any defense would love to have on that back end. He is a uh, terrific player, and it was a terrific evaluation of scene on the Dog Nation video channels going back to uh, last week. Uh, make sure you check that out on Facebook, YouTube. I think it's on Instagram, all the Dog Nation uh, video stuff. You can find our latest edition of Dog Nation Freeze Frame with John Stinchcomb breaking down exactly what Georgia has and seen. We'll see you back here uh, this again this upcoming week, Friday at 3 p.m. for another episode of Dog Nation Freeze Frame there as well. John, thanks for being here on Dog Nation Daily, presented by Palo Endo and Door of Georgia today. Certainly appreciate your time. Hope you have a great week. Hope you had a great Easter, and uh, I'm sure enjoying some springtime stuff with your kids here this week. So uh, thanks for sharing some of that time with us here as well. It's a great time of year. Go dogs. Let's take a look around the rest of the league. This is SEC Fruit. Great time indeed. Boy, what a wonderful Easter I had yesterday. A chance to kind of be with some family again this year in a way we were not able to do a year ago uh, in person for church just you know so much uh in life now better than it was a year ago people a little healthier safer uh, i know a lot of my family you know vaccinated and kind of enjoying life and, and, and that's it's a sense and so it's a great thing to be able to see and so for all those of you who were able to enjoy yesterday there as well i'm certainly glad that you did and happy to have you with us as a part of the program here today also coming up in about five or so minutes I had a chance to be a part of something on Saturday that I don't think I'll ever forget. Just a really great time to honor, you know, the great former UGA coach Vince Dooley. I'm going to tell you about that coming up in just a couple of minutes. So stick around with us for that. Before we roll into our SEC through, let me also say this real, real quick. You know, one of the things we believe in on our program is the idea of second chances. You know, we're very slow to condemn really anybody. I just am very thankful for second chances in my life, the ones that I've gotten, and the way in which I'm able to use those to kind of get to a better place than maybe I'd been before. And 
we're just kind of a believer in that in general. And it's one of the reasons why I love the work that's being done right now by my friends at Second Chance Law. It's secondchance.law on a line that you can kind of find them out there uh, today. Uh, what they're going to do for you is going to help you clean up your record and erase potentially some old convictions you might have. A lot of this is related to kind of some new Georgia laws that are in place that allow certain convictions to be kind of restricted off of your uh, criminal history. And obviously the process like that can be a little bit confusing. It's hard to know exactly what uh, that is. Well, that's what secondchance.law can help you with. They've kind of sort of whittled all this down to a pretty simple free quiz and you can take it, answer those questions and learn all about this. It only takes a few minutes. You can find out if you're eligible or not and you can be told how you can become eligible if you're not quite in that situation as of yet. They really want to help you. They're dedicated to helping you. It improves your employment opportunities, housing opportunities. So much of, of what you're able to do can be made better by taking advantage of the second chance that my friends at Second Chance Law want to provide for you, secondchance.law online. To make matters even better, uh, the partner's double dog, means you know two-time graduate University of Georgia, former Redcoat, and a listener to us here at Dog Nation Daily dating back to 2015. We first got things all uh, set and run. So it's always nice to do business with folks who love UGA and support us here at Dog Nation. That's what Second Chance Law will do for you. So find them online at secondchance.law, secondchance.law. If you've had issues in the past, uh, they can help you kind of get that cleaned up, maybe get that off your record, and all of a sudden you can have a whole lot more opportunities available for you once you do that. So check out secondchance.law online, and they'll take really good care of your day. It's great to be able to tell their story here on our program. What's not so great to tell, but I guess honesty compels us to admit, it sounds like Alabama quarterback Bryce Young had a good day at the Bama scrimmage on Saturday, reportedly throwing four touchdown passes during the spring and the spring scrimmage for the Crimson Tide. And here's what I always say that, you know, Alabama also, I started the show by talking about, you know, Georgia's occasionally secretive type program, Alabama kind of somewhat the same way. Boy, when there's good news to be had, it always seems to leak out, right? I mean, there's always, you know, a leak out when it comes to good news. If Bryce Young threw four interceptions, my guess is we're hearing nothing. But uh, four touchdowns, boy, the world's hearing about it. I know Alabama put out some highlights and things like that. So a lot of bragging going on for the Alabama quarterback situation. I've said this before, and I'm going to stick by it, that it is not a non-issue that Bama is, to use double negative, that Bama's replacing its offensive coordinator, replacing its quarterback, replacing its Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver. These are all significant issues that must be paid attention to. But guys are stepping up. You know, John Mechie in a receiver role and kind of a more expanded role than he was a year ago. Bryce Young at quarterback. All these guys are, are, are talented guys. Bill O'Brien, the new offensive coordinator, former NFL head coach. So high credentials for the replacement here for Steve Sarkeesian. But watching what happens with Alabama offensively is still a big deal. You know, it's not a, it's not a guarantee that you just replace all of that and you just kind of go humming right along. The early returns from spring are good, though, for Bryce Young. You have to be honest and admit here. But it's just, you know, kind of uh, one of those things where when there is good news, boy, that always seems to leak out of these programs, even in these closed door scrimmages. You hear about the good stuff. And apparently Bryce Young had some of that going back to Saturday. But it was interesting that Arkansas coach Sam Pittman has talked a little bit about one of the things we talked about on last week's show. Mike Gundy, the Oklahoma State coach, saying he liked to play A&M or Arkansas or one of these teams in, in kind of a, you know, a a scrimmage game a spring game against a team other than themselves not an intra-squad scrimmage but an opponent and 
you know, Pittman didn't completely shoot down the idea when he was asked about that this weekend, you know, saying that, you know, playing a team that you're not looking to play in like the next five years might be kind of fun. You wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily play someone that you're maybe slated to play again really soon, but playing someone like that, I still don't think this is ever going to happen. I just don't think there's going to be as much of an appetite for that at the institutional level. But it is interesting to hear, you know, Gundy's a fairly well-known guy. You know, Pittman's a, certainly a well-known guy. All talking about, hey, maybe if we did play somebody, wouldn't be quite so bad. So it's nice to know the conversation is taking place, even if the actual, uh, you know, the 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 idea of this actually coming to fruition at any point in time. I don't quite see that taking place, but it's kind of nice to know they're talking about that. Uh, interesting news coming out of Clemson. This is not good news for the Tigers, and I'm going to you know butcher the name, and I apologize. But Taysan Fomachun, the backup quarterback for Clemson, apparently suffered an Achilles injury during uh, practice on Saturday for, or should say, the spring game on Saturday for the Tigers. This, I was not quite quite aware of how thin Clemson is in its quarterback situation in terms of its overall quarterback depth. Now, Dabo Swinney's kind of downplayed this a little bit because, you know, referencing, you know, after Kelly Bryant transferred out of the program in 2018, he said, you know, listen, we were also thin that year at quarterback there as well. But with uh, Fomachun's injury here kind of coming on the heels of, you know, obviously DJ Uyunglele stepping into the starting role now with Trevor Lawrence on his way to the NFL, you know, Clemson's just a little bit thin at the quarterback spot right now, not uh, getting good news off its spring game with the Achilles injury to its quarterback. And by the way, for Georgia fans who kind of think their program is kind of the only one that ever deals with stuff like this, obviously multiple wide receiver injuries, even though a couple of those have turned out not to be too serious. Um, Clemson, an example here that they have also dealt with a pretty significant injury here, too, this time to a backup quarterback. So there is that. Uh, finally, there's this national championship game set for tonight between Gonzaga and Baylor. I'm like everybody else. What I saw from Gonzaga and UCLA on Saturday, really one of the thrilling college basketball games of certainly any time in recent memory. And for those of us who grew up with March Madness, really in the, you know, the kind of the the era in which that was coming into so much prominence this was such a throwback to that with the buzzer beater really good stuff from our buddy connor Raleigh, dognation.com looking at jalen suggs as a football recruit the fact that he was offered by george and some other big time programs kind of a neat story to see him ending up there at gonzaga playing basketball hitting the game winner uh, should be a fun title game tonight but boy it's gonna be hard for anything to live up to what was just an amazing semifinal game from Saturday and a terrific throwback for those of us who loved college basketball and kind of that era of the 80s and the 90s when this tournament was becoming such a such a favorite for so many people. This was one of those kinds of games on Saturday. It was a great thing to be able to see. We'll make that your SEC through. And here on Dog Nation Daily, presented by Pella Window and Door of Georgia, want to take a minute to describe what I was able to be a part of on Saturday and I'm going to write a story about this at dognation.com. It's going to be up today. But what an amazing honor for me to be a part of a ceremony for the legendary former Georgia coach and athletic director Vince Dooley, who on Saturday was inducted into the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Coach Dooley had served in the Navy going back to his time uh, prior to being a head coach at Georgia. we got a little bit of a video that we'll show for you this there as well. Uh, coach Dooley had served in, I said Navy, I meant to say Marines, had served in the Marines going back to his time prior to being a Georgia coach there in the uh, early 1960s, was also in the reserves you know, for several years after that. And he, along with a whole host of other, and, and there's just no other way to say it, you know, true heroes, men who, and, uh, you know, had, had, you know, get, get, 
gave their life for their country. Many killed in action and wounded in battle. And uh, Coach Dooley, to have his story told there alongside theirs, of course, uh, Coach Dooley's kind of taken some of those you know, military ideas with him into his time as George's coach. He's obviously a you know military historian in some ways. Has you know written books about you know uh, military battles and things like that. And obviously a proud patriot and a lover of our country. And to see him honored as a Georgia Military Veteran Hall of Fame inductee at a beautiful, beautiful ceremony here this past weekend. I was lucky enough to be a part of that. I'm going to write more about it, tell you more about it there at adognation.com. But I at least wanted to show you a little bit of video of. Coach Dooley getting his medal and getting a beautiful plaque and framed photo. Uh, just an incredibly uh, nice thing to see. And uh, in addition to the to what I saw from Coach Dooley, as I said before, the stories of many of the other inductees, you're just blown away by it. I mean, you know, my dad was a Vietnam vet. My grandfather was a, was a Korean War vet. My other grandfather was, you know, a World War II era, you know, a veteran. So this has always been really important to me, but to to be able to hear those stories and and be in that room and and or I should say that that uh, you know amphitheater area and just have that experience, I am just really grateful that I got a chance to see that, and it's really cool the honor that, that Coach Dooley had. Uh, obviously, a lot of his former players were on hand for that. It was great to see so many of them come back to support him. This was just a really good day on Saturday as the legendary former coach Vince Dooley inducted into the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame for his time there in the United States Marines and how much is that a cool thing for Georgia fans to know that coach Dooley, in addition to being a great former coach also served his country there as well on the way out the door let me say this big thanks to our friends at Meriwether and Tharp for being a big part of what we do here your source for Georgia divorce you can find them online the Atlanta divorce team.com question about the divorce process they've got answers for you uh Bob and the whole team over there big dog fans uh, they love supporting UGA but they also have dedicated their lives taking care of folks who find themselves uh, dealing with the divorce process right now. So please make sure you check them out, theatlantadivorceteam.com, your source for Georgia divorce that will get you in touch with Meriwether and Tharp. And as we say goodbye here today, want to give a quick Easter-themed golden shoe. This was kind of fun from a UGA over the weekend. Uh, good job by their uh, editing department. How about Ugga in the doghouse with the... <laughs> I don't know why I think this is so funny, but I, I do think this is pretty entertaining. Ugga in the doghouse, get the Easter bunny ears on. Good Photoshop edit there on that. Got the Easter baskets going. Uh, very nice, a very nice job. Josh Brooks sharing this on Twitter. Happy Easter from the dogs. The uh, the social media team for UGA, good work, doing great work there on that. By the way, speaking of doing good work, good luck to the uh, UGA women's softball team today, trying to uh, take a uh, series finale against uh, Florida, uh, trying to win that series there. They've been going back and forth over the course of the weekend, so we'll root for them on that. By the way, Gator Hater Countdown, speaking of those lousy, stinking Gators, how about 208 days from right now? 208 days. Georgia goes back to Jacksonville. We think they get a win over Florida. Get some revenge. We'll see you tomorrow at Dog Nation Daily, presented by Pella Window and Door of Georgia. And on the podcast, time now for the R.S. Andrews Podcast Cooldown. And, of course, make sure you check out R.S. Andrews for all your air conditioning, heating, your plumbing, electric needs. They will show up on time. They'll do the work that's promised for the price that's promised. I love recommending R.S. Andrews here on our program. A couple of comments here today. And don't forget to be a part of our podcast cooldown. You can hit me up on Twitter at Dog Nation Daily, or you can uh, go to the comment section when you post the show at uh, dognation.com. Uh, Dragon Slayer posting to a uh, dognation.com says, Can we help get the word out that as soon as we can reach 4,000 pre orders, the state of Florida is going to issue UGA specialty license tags? Says the deadline is 10 16 21. 
but we should get there well before. Alabama and Auburn already have more than twice the pre-orders that Georgia does. Pre-orders are $33.86, not available for motorcycles or RVs. Uh, Florida Dogs can pre-order here, and he kind of gives you the um, – the, the link there for that. So I think what we'll do is we'll probably do this in the regular show there as well because I, I do think that it would certainly be appropriate to see the Georgia logo on one of these Florida um, uh, license plates. And this is not like a uh, like an advertisement or anything. This is just one of those things for if you're in one of these states, like in Georgia, you know, like everybody in Georgia is from somewhere else. And so I think Georgia has got – I mean, you drive around this state long enough, especially the Atlanta area, I think you can just about see every school. <laughs> I think I saw like an old Miss Georgia license plate the other day. There's so many, you know, people just live in Georgia from other places that it's fairly easy to get these, you know, specially license plates for other schools. And so to be able to get this done for the state of Florida, I think would be kind of a nice thing. So um, I, I think this is probably something we want to try to help out with. So Dragon Slayer, we'll put that out there in the uh, regular show there as well to give folks a chance to be a part of that. Love to see you be able to do that. Our buddy Mark Morris also weighing in on Twitter on some of his great moments, thinking about Run Lindsay Run and thinking about Sid Bream sliding. Uh, Christian Leitner there in 1992 having some uh, fun with all of that. Um, looking back at some great memories. And, yeah, that's kind of a cool thing to do. And one of the things also referencing uh, what's happening with the NCAA basketball tournament here this weekend, obviously we said before, kind of a cool game-winning shot for Gonzaga the other night. It's a fun time for sports, right, with the tournament rounding, kind of winding down tonight, Masters coming up this weekend. Obviously spring football for Georgia in full effect here at the moment. I love this time of year. Uh, Major League Baseball ongoing there as well. It's just a nice to be able to share that with friends and family. And, you know, after an Easter in which some of us were able to be with our friends and family this year in a way that we were not able to be a year ago. Boy, there's just a lot of optimism out there right now. And, you know, listen, of course, the obligatory not out of the woods yet. And people still got to, you know, you know, take care of themselves. And, you know, of course, that's all incredibly true but undeniable there's just some good vibes and good feelings out there in the world right now and folks looking forward to what can be maybe a really fun summer and obviously for dog fans you're hoping for a great fall there as well so i love being able to take your comments as a part of that here on our podcast cool down uh, and of course, I appreciate R.S. Andrews for making it possible. Make sure you check them out online at rsandrews.com. And for those of you that share your thoughts with me on Twitter or here in our you know, comments section, worldfamousdognation.com, I certainly appreciate that. Y'all have a great day. I'll see you back here tomorrow for the R.S. Andrews Podcast Cooldown and Dog Nation Daily presented by Palo Window and Door of Georgia. I'll look forward to speaking to you then, everybody.